4: This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on vSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen. Time for another edition of Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us here on VSEN, the sports betting network. And as always, I'm broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois, with tons to cover tonight. We got a couple Chicago baseball games to look forward to: the White Sox home game against the Guardians. The red hot White Sox at that. Can they keep the momentum going, especially with the big addition back in the lineup with Johan Mankato? We'll get into that game. We'll also talk a little bit about the futures with the White Sox. And I've got to play in the Cubs game. They're out in the West Coast. He just got swept by the Dodgers. Not really too shocked by that, but we'll see if the Cubs maybe have a decent chance to bounce back this evening. We'll get to those previews in a second, but let me tell you what else we got lined up for tonight, 15 minutes from now. How about Dan Leach going to be hopping on Hosted the Detroit City cast. We'll get his thoughts really just post Kentucky Derby. Rich Strike coming through 80 to 1 odds. What can we look forward to? the remainder of the Triple Crown and potentially what we can expect out of Rich Strike and just some other betting thoughts all over the place with our guy Dan Leach in 15 minutes. Then we'll be joined by Jonathan Davis to talk all things hockey with the slate of playoff games tonight and just further down the road with some previews tomorrow. End of the show, well, we'll take a look at the basketball action tonight. Bucks celtics man, that's going to be a good game tonight. And then the Warriors going up against the Grizzlies. John Morant looking like he's not going to be playing in this game. We'll see if Golden State can get a stronghold of that series. But like I said, let's go ahead and begin on the diamond. Let's talk Cubs and let's talk Padres. The Cubbies come into this game on a five-game losing streak. And like I mentioned, they just got swept over Mother's Day weekend by the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Padres on the other side, they're coming off a heroic walk-off win last night. They took three out of four against the Miami Marlins. So a little bit of momentum potentially on the side of San Diego. In terms of the betting odds, well, San Diego opened as the favorite, minus 145 at bet rivers. The Cubbies at about plus 125. Total opened seven. Now, the total's ticked up a little bit to seven and a half. You're still seeing some slight juice on the under, minus 115. But where the real movement has been is with the money line. I told you that San Diego opened minus 145. Folks, now they're up to minus 167. So the market is showing plenty of love for the Friars this evening. And the Cubbies now catching plus 143. If you're interested in the uh, run line here, minus one and a half with San Diego's plus 125. If you want to take the run in the hook with the Cubbies, you're laying minus a buck 57. All righty, who do we got taking the bump tonight? Well, we talk about this pitcher a lot for the Cubbies, and I've been pretty adamant about how I look to bet, or rather bet against this specific pitcher for the Cubs, that being Kyle Hendricks. And look, it's all love to Kyle Hendricks. What he's done as a Cub has been fantastic, and the city will love him forever. But if I'm looking at it from a betting perspective, really at this point in his career, because of his inconsistencies, which we bet against him last week when he played the Sox and it came through, might be looking to do it again tonight. Kyle Hendricks at this point in his career is a fade or stay away type of pitcher because he'll give you a vintage outing every now and then, but more often than not, he's going to be getting teed off on. I mean, you've seen that be the result in a lot of starts this season. Let's go ahead and look at the numbers. I mean, he's 1-3 with a high ERA of 5.64, but we always like to refer to the FIP being the true indicator of what the pitcher should be and the true indicator of really what their ERA should be resembling, but it's also incredibly high as well. It's at 5.51, which is egregious. And his whip, we see the league average at 1.30. It's 1.48. So that's bad territory that Kyle Hendricks is floating around in. And even more so, Kyle Hendricks home and road splits. On the road, now he's only pitched eight innings, but it's been against the Pirates, and it's been against the Brewers. And on the road, he now has an ERA of 13.50, a 5.77 WOBA weighted on base average, and a FIP of 10.70, which is absolutely terrible numbers for Kyle Hendricks. You hate to see it as a Cubs fan, but is it better? It kind of lights up like, hey, you know, mark that down, maybe looking to fade that guy. Now, he's also given up 10 earned runs in his last two starts at Milwaukee and versus the White Sox. And I told you about on the road at Pittsburgh and at Milwaukee, he gave up six earned runs in two of his road starts this season. It's not going to get any easier tonight against a top team in San Diego. But before we make any rash decisions, you know, let's see what San Diego's throwing out there. They got Mackenzie Gore, the southpaw take of the bump. He's actually done fairly well this year. He's 2-0, got a solid ERA of 1.71. His FIP is 2.88, also very solid, and a left on base percentage of 89%. League average is 72%. High ground ball percentage, 41.5%. You like to see that. Batting average of balls in play, a.k.a. BABIP, 283. League average is 300, so he's nice in that category. And his whip, very respectable, 1.19. And really, he's only had one bad outing, and it was his first start of 2022, and that was against Atlanta. And still, considering that was his worst outing, he only gave up two earned runs. So the pitching advantage big time, in my opinion, goes with San Diego and Mackenzie Gore. But looking at the bullpen, maybe you could go, all right, San Diego, they've been a little sketchy with their bullpen. They do have a 4.21 ERA, but they come back with a nice whip of 1.17. The Cubbies have a bullpen ERA of 3.46 and a bullpen whip of 1.21. But if you kind of look into the deeper numbers, they're not that far off from each other in terms of comparable bullpens. And I'm not really rushing to bet the first five and immediately fading Kyle Hendricks. Because like I mentioned, I mean, Kyle Hendricks can still have the vintage professor starting, uh, starts in him. So it wouldn't shock me if he really doesn't get demolished in this game. But throughout the long haul here, the bats, in my mind, are going to eventually come through on the side of San Diego. As opposed to the Cubbies, who have really just been struggling to hit the ball. They were undervalued at the beginning of the year. There hasn't been any power or consistent contact since then, and I think that continues to persist in this matchup. I agree with the market movements. I'm going with San Diego in this game. I laid about minus 159 earlier in the day. I was talking about it on the Chicago CityCast. If it's too steep for you now at minus 167, absolutely consider the run line for some plus money at plus 125 on the side of San Diego. Let's talk about the other Chicago team playing tonight, though, the White Sox. And before we get into their game tonight, I do want to give you my bet that I am making revolving around the Southsiders. Now, I've talked about this in the aforementioned Chicago City cast, and I probably have talked about it a few times. We talked with it, uh, Paul Sport. Over at Fangraphs about this. I was like, you know, Paul, at what point would you look at the White Sox price to win the AL Central? And this was like a few weeks ago at this point, and you know, the stocks were still like minus two dollars before they really started struggling. And he was saying I think anywhere from like minus one fifty to minus one sixty, well folks, you could still get a minus one ten at Bet Rivers right now. Yes, that's right, minus 110 for the White Sox, who are just a few games back of first place in the AL Central, a team that's on a six-game winning streak and a team that's getting reinforcements back with Johan Mankata and Joe Kelly. You can still get them just minus 110 to win the division. Let's not forget, this team was almost a $3 favorite to win the AL Central. It was only a matter of time before I was going to jump in and attack this number. I was kind of waiting to see how low it would get. And I actually thought you'd maybe get a better opportunity because they would struggle against the Red Sox, but that really wasn't the case as they swept the Red Sox. And now they're going up against the Guardians, a team that, yes, did sweep the White Sox last month, but now that the White Sox are getting reinforcements, they have some momentum, they have that revenge angle of getting swept by this team, I think the White Sox are going to continue to thrive here, or at least get the advantage in this series. And I think they're going to continue their streak that they got going here. Maybe not consistent wins, but more often than not. And I think this price is slowly going to start to go back up in favor of the White Sox to win the AL Central. So before that comes to fruition, I am going to lay the minus 110 with the White Sox to win the AL Central right now. Again, it was only a matter of time before we did it. I know they look terrible. I know they struggle against hitting righties and against really just top teams and on the road, but they will figure it out. Remember how big of a favorite they were preseason. Remember what your thoughts were around this team. We knew the division was going to be a little bit better, but at some point, the remaining teams in the AL Central are going to falter, and the top team, rightfully so, and the White Sox will come through. And that path may be already beginning with their six-game win streak, and you can still take advantage of this good price. So again, I am officially betting the White Sox minus 110 at Bet Rivers to win the AL Central. But let's get into their game tonight. Can they continue on their win streak, looking to make it seven? They're playing the Guardians at Guaranteed Rate Field. The White Sox, at first, really weren't seeing so so much respect in the market. They opened minus 180, kind of started going toward the Guardians. But now that the lineup got released, we saw Mankata is in the number two spot. The White Sox jump up to a minus 195 home favorite against the Guardians. Zach Plesak taking the bump for Cleveland. He's 1-3 with a 4.44 ERA, a whip of 1.41, and a fifth of 4.75. Not the best numbers, but what may give you a little bit of confidence in him is that he has faced Chicago once this year. When 6.2 innings pitched, allowed seven hits and just one earned run. The Guardians won that game 6-3. to three. Now Michael Kopech on the other side is going to be starting for the Southsiders. He's got a 1.17 ERA, 1.04 whip, and a FIP of 2.64. He also hasn't given up any home runs this year. And the hits that are going against his pitches, only 18% are considered hard hit. So fantastic numbers. That would instill confidence in Kopech. What scares me a little bit is that he hasn't had the best performances against Cleveland. He's got an 8.22 ERA in five appearances, and he still has yet to go longer than five innings pitched. But I do give him the slight advantage here. I don't want to lay minus 195, and I don't trust the White Sox bats just enough yet to lay the run in the hook for just plus 108, although I would gravitate toward that direction. Overall, I'm probably staying away from this game, but if you had to consider something else, because the wind looks like it's blowing in a lot from right field kind of toward left, I would look at the first five under four and a half, minus 132. The over has actually gotten a little bit of love throughout the course of the day, but I think he could trust Kopech enough to limit the Guardians offense. And even if police sacks a little shaky, maybe this White Sox offense still continues to struggle just a little bit. White Sox probably win. If you're looking for a bet, maybe consider first five under four and a half. The White Sox play I am making is for them to win the AL Central minus 110. And tonight we're betting the Padres minus 159. More action coming next. Dan Leach joins us right here on Rush Hour. It is V6. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York philadelphia pittsburgh and of course washington dc so make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available and you'll get set up with multiple episodes a week and great local sports betting content all righty, we are back here on Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook in Des Illinois. We're going to take it up a little bit north to Detroit. We're hosting the Detroit City Cast, Dan Leach. We are lucky enough to have him on the program at Dan Leach 971, where you could follow him on Twitter. All right, Dan, we had you on last week. We were talking about the ponies. I know you love Charge betting it. them. But my, g- <laughs> yeah, I mean, charge it. Hey, your guy was looking decent, uh, but we had a little bit of an underdog come through. 80 to 1, Rich Strike. I mean, just tell me everything that was going through your mind about this race. And then, of course, what we can potentially look forward to in the remaining Triple Crown races here, man. Yeah,
4: li- little bit of an underdog. I mean, we're talking, I know it wasn't <laughs> the longest shot ever. There was one back in the early 1900s. But in my opinion, and mine, that Bird was crazy, too but this was the biggest upset in the history of the Derby and maybe the history of the triple crown. And and you look at, at what happened, by the way, I did have a super factor for two bucks. So I won almost 700,000 kidding, but <laughs> you look at this race and just why horse racing is so awesome. But it's one of these things, Danny, where when you look at a horse, that's 80 to one that wins the Kentucky Derby and what that can mean to, you know, the next 10 years, people are going to start putting tons of money on these crazy long shots. They're not going to come through. It's going to put more money in the pools and give us more action for our exactness and this because he, he, people are on a good friend. that's a big horse racing guy. And he's like, throw out the, the formulas for the last 20 years. You're, you're not throwing out the formulas. That was a once in a three generation type thing. this is my analogy for you. It would be like a pitcher being in, I know that the, the counters don't line up, but just hear me out on this, a pitcher in low a ball in the minors, like low a ball the next day, pitching a no hitter in the world series. That, you know, Char- Rich Strike got in because Ethereal Road scratched on Friday. He just made it in by winning one of seven races ever, a maiden claimer race, finished third in the in the, the Jeff Ruby Stakes, and then the next day wins the Derby. It's it's why we love sports, Danny. But it's not going to happen again for eighty or ninety years, if ever. But it's just it, that's why I love horse racing.
3: Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that was incredible. I mean, especially for someone like you who's such an avid better with the ponies. I mean, I really only get involved when it's the bigger races, naturally, right. like a lot of people. But, man, still even seeing that was just insane. But you're right. I mean, that's a solid analogy for people. I mean, 80 to 1, of course, you recognize how big that is. But really, just for that race specifically, it's it's just absolutely wild. So I'm well, sure you were going that nuts. You- over-
4: oh, yeah, sorry, go yeah, ahead. You mentioned, you know, what's going to go on for the Preakness of the Belmont. This horse you know, uh, Rich Strike was going to go play, go race in the Peter Pan Stakes. Well, he's got a little (laughs) bigger thing to do with the Preakness at Piblico, but it just adds the intrigue. And just to your point, it's like, it's one of these things where, can it happen again? Sure. But it's just, it brings in the excitement for people like you, the the casual horse racing, you know, guy or girl that just bets the Triple Crown races. And it's going to add that much more excitement. You're going to have millions of more dollars bet on the Preakness because of what happened on Saturday than you would have. And that's great for everybody.
3: Oh, absolutely. So we'll absolutely, like we said, I mean, we'll be looking forward to that. And I can't wait to get your picks. We'll see if you'll be sweating it out. Uh, Dan, which you also may be sweating out, but tonight, maybe some NBA postseason action, my friends. Some news just coming about. Robert Williams will not be playing tonight for the Celtics against the Bucks. Look, it didn't move the line too much. Milwaukee was about a point favorite at Bet Rivers. Now it's up to minus one in the hook. They're minus 121 on the money line. Boston plus 102. Total at 213.5. I mean, I got all these different areas of how I bet the series and how I bet the Bucks. but now with that news, I realize it's not incredibly significant, but in terms of trying to limit Giannis, I know you really can't, but I feel like this would give me even more of a boost to probably rely on Milwaukee more so than Boston.
4: Yeah, by the way, it's it's not like it's John This out. And, and really quick, uh, last year on Visa, on the network, I gave out literally everything on the Preakness. It's the winner, Ron Bauer Trifecta Super. So stay tuned for that. But, Danny, I hate this game. I absolutely hate it because it's <laughs> it's a total coin flip. I think, you know, if anything, I mean, you know, the, the Bucks are up obviously two games to one. And I'm a big zigzag theory guy. We've talked about this on this show before. And I talk about it on my show a lot, especially when it comes to playoff time. You know, you see a team win one game, you go back to the other team the next game. I think the Celtics have a great chance, even without Williams Jr. You know, tying this series up. But it's there's no value on this game for me. If anything, obviously the Bucks are at home. It's a one and a half point spread. You mentioned the money line, well minus 121 at Bet Rivers. I looked at the total. I have no feel on the total. I know that I mean unders are kind of back in in uh, you know sheetness these days after kind of getting you know quiet for a minute and some overs hitting. Uh, but I don't like the over, I don't like the under, I don't like the side, but I'll tell you, if I had a lean on this game just based on the zigzag theory and all the other things I brought out there, I think the Celtics are the play because this is a very, very good Boston team. I know they're down a man, and you mentioned that, you know being able to stop Giannis. It, to me, it doesn't matter because the Celtics are so balanced that this is the us-against-the-world mentality. I think they come out and have a really good game tonight, but I am not betting this game. But you'd have to give me money to bet this game, Danny. You, you, you've you got a lot of the wallet, so just throw me some cash.
3: Yeah, that's, that's, hey, it's because I followed your Preakness picks last year, of course. That's why we're loaded on the show. (laughs) All right, Dad. Well, you mentioned the other game, the Warriors-Grizzlies. John Morant, the expectation is that he's going to be out. Golden State's laying nine in the hook. I saw it as high as 10.5 earlier, so it's come down a little bit. This totals at 222.5. Look, the, the interesting angle to handicap this one, and I get the playoffs are a completely different beast, but the Grizzlies did very well without Morant for a majority of the season, Toward not a majority of the season, but toward the end of the season. You think that can persist once again, or is Golden State just a completely different situation for
4: them? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point, and this is something that I think is very important for NBA batters in the playoffs to understand, and whether it goes even back to the NCAA tournament when you had some big players out for, you know, Villanova had a big player out in their game, you know, towards the end of the tournament. And I've talked to a lot of coaches at all levels, college level, pro level, and they've told me that the first game without a star player is not the tricky one. It's the second, third, and fourth game. Now listen, John Morant, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, I mean, Michael Jordan, when you're talking about some of the better, I'm not comparing John Morant to Michael Jordan right now, but you get my point. Some of the better players in recent NBA history, it's a little different, like maybe the Warriors when they didn't have Clay Thompson back, not having Steph Curry. there It's a big hole but it, the the rest of the team is going to step up. That's kind of the natural human inclination, and especially when you're part of a basketball team like the Grizzlies that have been such a synergistic unit all season long. So the the value to me in this game, and I don't love this game either. I like it a little more than the Boston uh, Milwaukee game, just because you're getting a lot of points. And you mentioned the line. There's some steam in the last hour or so. even with The ramp, as you mentioned, likely uh, you know likely not to play. I know he's going to try to give it a go in pre games, but did not do shoot around. Is that you're getting a lot of points here. And it's a back against the wall type of game. I mean, the Grizzlies go down three to one with Morant hurt. This series basically feels like it's over. It almost feels like it's over now with Morant not playing tonight. But to me, I think there's value in taking the Grizz plus nine and a half. It's that one, you know, that first game without their star. I think you got, you know, Jared Jackson Jr. can step up. You got some good outside shooting. The Grizzlies can play some good defense at times uh, in big moments. They've done that most much of the year, which is we got them to this point. So I like. I have a lean. I have a half unit play on the Grizzlies plus 9.5. I looked at the total, Danny, and I'm like, you know what? No Morant. Maybe you go against the public and you go over the 222.5, but I'm going to stay away from that because the unders are starting to come back and the the odds makers are not really putting these totals where they need to be. But I do like the Grizz plus 9.5 in this situation. All right, Dan, continuing in the postseason, let's go Stanley Cup playoffs. Any
3: skin in the game tonight? We got several to look forward to. I was kind of teetering between that Rangers and Penguins matchup tonight. Otherwise, I'm kind of torn. I really don't have that much conviction on
4: any of the games, but what about you? Danny, that's the game I have the least conviction on. I hate that (laughs) Rangers-Penguins game. I did have the Penguins in that triple overtime thriller, and I took New York in game number two, but this series is crazy. Penguins scored seven goals last game against the Rangers. I'm staying away from that, but I do feel really good about a two-leg parlay I'm all about the Florida Panthers. I I know that Washington was one of the best road teams in hockey, and they've obviously taken a 2-1 series lead, and they're playing very, very, very well as just a a defensive into offensive unit and creating a lot of shots for themselves against against Bobrovsky, obviously, but a very good Florida defense. This is the us against the world thing. On the road, down 2-1. The series would be 100% over if if the Caps win tonight, but Florida, to me, is too good of a team. They can't go down 3-1. I am going to parlay them with the under, the under seven, that's too many goals. I know that we had a lot of goals scored over the weekend. Uh, and I mentioned the Penguins scored seven goals alone. So the Maple Leafs, uh, or the Lightning, excuse me, against the Maple Leafs. But if you parlay the Panthers right now, I bet Reverend's minus 167 and the under seven minus 127. You get almost a two-to-one payout. So 100 bucks wins you about $185. $50 wins you about 90 50, I believe it's right now. So that's the play I have on that game. And I also like my Calgary Flames they're, they're in the same situation as Florida. They've got to win a game on the road to us against the world, backs against the wall game. They're laying 159 against the Dallas Stars, who have played way above their heads in the series. I think the water comes to rest here. It comes to its level. And I'm going to do a single play on the Flames, minus 159, to even the series as long as long as well as the Panthers.
3: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Leach firing out bets left and right. The best in the biz. Thank you for making some time as always, Dan. And keep up the great work. Looking forward to getting you back on soon. Honor and pleasure as always my Danny baby. At Dan Leach, 971 on Twitter, and host of the Detroit City Cast. If you want more content from our friend Dan Leach. Coming up next, speaking of hockey, how about Jonathan Davis? He's got plenty of action with the puck tonight. Stick around, that coming next here on Rush Hour.
4: This is Rush Hour on V Send, the Sports betting Network.
3: It's Stanley Cup playoff time, and Bet Rivers has a special offer through the entire NHL postseason. And through the postseason, you can place three same game parlays of $10 or more on each round, and you'll receive a $10 free bet at the conclusion of each round. You can think of it as a betting hat trick. Terms and conditions apply, see side for details, create your ideal combination with same game parlays on the Bet Rivers app or at Betrivers.com. Okay, welcome back to it. It is rush hour here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke5, you can follow along on Twitter. And speaking of hockey, let's continue that conversation on the ice with our guy, Jonathan Davis at West Coast Hockey, where you can follow him along on Twitter. Also, catch him hosting the ice cap on Sirius XM NHL Radio. Jonathan, thank you for being with us. Busy night ahead for all us hockey bettors and fans. And I know you've got some action in every single game. So let's go ahead, take it game by game. We can begin with the Washington Capitals who have a 2-1 advantage over the Florida Panthers. Capitals have another home game tonight. Yet yeah, they're the dog, plus 145. Florida Land minus 167. High total at 7. How are we thinking this game goes down?
7: Well, look, uh, first off, I think there's a lot of value on Washington. I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like your last guest there. I, I couldn't play, could not play the Capitals. And I can't play the Panthers. I, I think where the value is here is really on the total. Now, I got in this on uh, when the line first came out. And I actually, look, I'm one that buys down totals. I don't mind paying big juice. I'll pay big juice on a side. I don't mind paying big juice on a total. I bought this one down to five and a half a couple of days ago, and I'm pretty happy with that. And so, that's one way to play it. The other way to play it, you know, for for, um, for everybody is there's a lot of good props. One of my favorite props that's been been big in the, in the Stanley Cup playoffs is betting both teams to score in the first period. It's hit two of the three games in this series, and you get it at plus money. I think it's right around plus 130 right now. So when I'm looking at this game here, I like the over five and a half,
3: um,
7: and, and I like betting both teams to score in the
3: first period. Okay, so we're looking at potentially plenty of action for the Panthers and Capitals. Yeah, like you said, I mean, it's up to seven. There is some juice on the under, but Jonathan having no issues buying down to go over five and a half, set himself up a little bit better. And for a couple of goals in the first period, that being for the Panthers and Capitals game. I'm with you, though. I mean, I don't really have faith in one side or the other. I feel like if I had to, I'd almost take the plus money with Washington just because I have no clue what to expect. But I hear you on that total. Uh, what about the Rangers and Penguins next, Jonathan? I mean, you know, I wasn't in love with the slate tonight. If there was a game I was going to bet, I kind of want to lean toward Pittsburgh here. But, ah, man, it's so tough, and it's pretty much a pick 'em. New York has a slight advantage with the odds being a minus-113 favorite. Pittsburgh minus 104. This total's at six. Schuster can obviously had a rocky start last game. Uh, can we expect them to bounce back in this one?
7: Well, I'll tell you, the stats will say so. I mean, they're not Vasilevsky numbers, but they're pretty darn close. I think he's 14-2 and following a loss, and he's got a microscopic goals against average. You know, they say what what happens in the regular season doesn't necessarily dictate what's going to happen, Danny, in the playoffs. I mean, the Rangers dominated the Penguins at least record-wise during the regular season. They've had their struggles here. I'm still jumping on the over in this one. I've got it at six. I'll, I'll play the over at six. I was i would love to have been able to buy it down but the only way you could buy it down was four and a half and that was basically having to make you mortgage the house so that's another one again i'll play both teams to score in the first period just like that um you know that washington game you get that at plus money at plus 145. now some may say well why don't you just play the first period over and that way you don't have to worry about teams both teams scoring okay the juice is pretty hefty at minus 230. What my basic philosophy is here, Danny, when when I'm playing these both teams to score in the first period, is that if I end up splitting on the night, I'm coming out ahead.
3: Yeah, I I understand that strategy. And Jonathan, I want to ask you about maybe another strategy. And it seems like it's not something that I would typically do throughout the course of the regular season. But because of how we've seen these games go down thus far, it seems kind of intriguing And in this situation, say you wanted to back the Rangers or say you wanted to back the Penguins. Now, it's not really an expensive price doing minus 113 for New York or minus 104 for Pittsburgh. But because a lot of these games, you've seen the victor be winning by more than one goal. There seems to be tremendous value on the puck line. I mean, right now the Rangers to lay the puck and a half is plus two hundred. Then you could get about plus two twenty five if you think Pittsburgh covers the puck and a half as a slight underdog. Is this something you would subscribe to early on in these first rounds, or is that maybe a little bit too dicey for you?
7: No, it's not dicey. I mean, look, we've seen what uh, you know. The overwhelming majority of these games have have hit. uh, Have you know the puck line has cashed in. And if you've played the reverse puck line, Danny, I mean, you're, you'd are you be 11 and 17 on playing the dogs on the, on the on the reverse puck line. So, sure. And, you know, look, the other thing with the Ranger game, Josh Applebaum did a, a great job of putting together some numbers. And, you know, he showed six uh, when the total six or less here in the, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, that over is hitting at eight and two. So I do like the over, you know, again, I don't really have a strong feeling either way on the side. I do have the Rangers in this series. But I just I, I think we continue to see goals 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 and if it's not if it's not Pittsburgh putting them past Stukin I just think eventually Louis Deming breaks.
3: Yeah, that makes sense to me. Well, Jonathan, let's talk about the Calgary Flames and Dallas Stars matchup. I mean, by all the indications, when you kind of look at the underlying stats for this series, it seems like the Flames should be the one in control. Yet here we are seeing the stars looking pretty nice leading the series two to one. Yet they're a home underdog tonight. They're catching about plus one thirty-five right in that range, and the flames about minus one fifty-five. Total we are seeing at five in the hook. The juice is on the under minus buck thirty. Did the Flames tie this up at two apiece, or has Ottinger really been that great that it's kind of hard to fade him at this point?
7: Well, Jake Oettinger's been really good. There's no question about it. But Calgary has to be better. And the big problem for Calgary in years past is, is, you know, their stars, once game 83 hits, have struggled. And Johnny Goudreau has struggled. He had a chance to tie this game up late and and didn't. Um, this is, a, you know, it's, it's a huge, huge game for the Calgary Flames. I think we get the over in this one again. I'm leaning, leaning towards that trend in this one. You know, I did play both teams to score in the first. It's at plus 190. I'm not as confident in this one. But if I'm going to play three, I'm going to play four. Um, but, yeah, I, I do like the overhitting. And, man, if you had the under in game three, you must have been just – talk about bad beats, Danny. That that over hit with one
3: second to go. Oh, it's brutal. That'll kill you, (laughs) for sure. But luckily, there's always some more games tomorrow. Even in the postseason, we're kind of dwindling down. That's the beauty of it. And, Jonathan, we do got one more game tonight. Uh, Colorado and Nashville that we got to preview. Can the Avalanche complete the sweep here? They're up 3-0. They're minus 250 is the favorite. Nashville plus 210. This totals at six in the hook. What are we thinking here?
7: Well, my pocketbook sure hopes that the the, uh, Colorado Avalanche win tonight. I had them before. The playoff started at plus 380 for a sweep. I do have them at plus 240, you know, to win in five. I, I don't see oh, how this nice. series goes more than five games. You know, I, I would lean to the avalanche here on the puck line. I think it's pretty much an even money. I, I think that's a good play. I do like the over as well in this game. You know, Connor Ingram's done a really good job for in trying to hold things together for the Nashville Predators, but Colorado's at a, at a different level. I mean, for anybody who plays youth sports, it's like a triple A team playing an A team, uh, you know, the Avalanche going up against Nashville right now. They're just they're, the 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 Avalanche are just at another level. So for me, puck line, I do like the over in this one. And we've seen the, you know, both teams scoring in the first period have hit in two of the three games. So, hey, uh, I, I do like that as well at plus 135.
3: Now, Jonathan, before we get you out of here, we got a minute or so left. I know you have a lot of confidence in these games to see the total go over. I'm curious to ask you if you're kind of an in-game better, and if that could be applied tonight, say, hey, maybe one or two of these games kind of starts out slow, and maybe you don't get those first-period goals. Would you look to jump in on the better number for the total to go over? Is that something that you would recommend?
7: I absolutely would. Like, I did it a couple of nights ago. I, I, I in-game bet the Tampa Bay Lightning-Toronto Maple Leaf game uh, in Game Three, and, and, and I got it to cash in. Now I needed two empty net goals for it to happen, but I'll take it any which way I can. The only thing, you know, you got to be careful with in, in-game betting. You know, the team that has scored first, I think, is something like twenty-four and four here in the playoffs. So, you know, you, you got to be careful on, 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 you know, if you're going to try to take a team that's already jumped out to that one nothing lead. I would look at total, see where the game is going. You can probably get some good value.
3: Hey, good note. Love it. Jonathan, thank you for the analysis and the bets per usual. And best of luck with all of them, my friend. We'll be rooting alongside with you. So thanks for making some time.
7: Danny, if it doesn't work out, I'm coming to stay at your place. (laughs)
3: Fair enough. Fair enough. At West Coast Hockey, where you can follow him on Twitter. I mean, hey, we finally are getting some good weather here in the Chicagoland area. We got 70s up to upper 80s this week. So I know Jonathan's out there in California. So, hey, maybe we could compete just for one week as we head into the summer months. But big thanks to Jonathan Davis at West Coast Hockey, once again, where you can follow him on Twitter. Coming up next, we will continue talking about the postseason. However, on the hardwood, we told you about Robert. Williams being out Celtics and Bucks the first game tonight I'll give you my thoughts on that the updated odds on that series price and of course the Memphis and Golden State series that and much more still to come in our final segment here on Rush Out.
6: That's chumbacasino.com. No
0: purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
4: This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: Yeah. The v Spring Special is here, and for only $59, you get everything v has to offer from right now through the end of July. So the next few months, as we know, are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com and subscribers will have access to all of it. It includes Adam Berg's daily Major League Baseball bets, JVT's Jonathan Von Tobel, He will have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, and Andy McNeil will be breaking down all the action on the ice throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, and not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf ufc usfl and nascar so if you want the full visa experience which also features the daily best bets email every edition of point spread weekly use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it the cost is only 59 dollars to be a subscriber through july 31st sign up now at visoncom spring that's vsin.com slash spring Okay, final segment is upon us here on Rush Hour on this beautiful Monday evening in the Chicagoland area. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook at the Rivers Casino in Des Plaines, Illinois. Tons to still get through here because we got to preview the NBA postseason, update these series prices and give you my two cents on the individual games. And then if we have some time, once again, we'll squeeze in and recap my best bets from beginning of the show with some of the baseball action. But let's get into it with the Bucks and the Celtics. So before we tease this game, I just wanted to talk about the series price first and foremost. We've already been pretty heavily invested in this series from the beginning because, well, we had this Bucs-Celtics series total games over 5.5 at minus 167. Now the total games played in the series is 6.5, over is plus 140, under is minus 180. We also had the Bucks to win the series in six games at plus five fifty. For the Bucks to win in six games right now is plus two twenty-five. And we also had the Bucks to win the series in seven games at seven to one. And if you think the Bucks win the series in seven games as of this point, the price is now five to one. And the overall series price at Bet Rivers, you're getting Milwaukee Lane minus 177 and Boston plus 145. If you want to do the spread series outcome, meaning, of course, they would have to cover a game and a half. Milwaukee would be getting plus 107. you think the Celtics catching a game and a half comes through. You're laying minus 136. I'm not sitting here telling you that I'm celebrating any of the bets we have. I just wanted to throw that out there so you get a good visualization of where we stand here on the show, and hopefully you're able to follow along and get some of those solid prices. But from the start to this point now, it seemed just insane to me that Boston was as close as a $2 favorite. Look how quickly things can change when you're going against the most unguardable guy in the league in Giannis Antetokounmpo against the Celtics team that I still am not totally convinced that they can perform and be clutch in the postseason. I'm looking at Jason Tatum. Yeah, he had a game winner against the Nets. Cool. The Nets, crap team. We saw that. They got swept. They had two great players. They had nobody else beside that. This is a completely different beast in Milwaukee. Now, for this individual game tonight, as we mentioned when we were talking with Dan Leach, the big news coming about is that their big man being Boston's big man, Robert Williams, will be missing this game, which, you know, may not affect the line too much. It only moved it a half point in favor of Milwaukee from a point favorite now to one and a half. But really, in terms of trying to contain Giannis, obviously that's going to hurt it even more so than they already are getting hurt by Giannis just going out there and dominating. So I kind of lean Milwaukee in this game i would lean that way even more so now with the williams miss or absence uh, for this spot and again it's not like he's totally going to switch things but it definitely hurts the depth of the celtics team now something also of note and i get that it's a tough game and no it wouldn't shock me if boston did win this one but milwaukee really needs to win this one in my opinion because i think boston goes back and then wins the next game but the reason I also kind of like Milwaukee here, now I get it, Jason Tatum only had 10 points in the last game, but if Milwaukee can continue to shut him down, if you can keep him around 20 or less, obviously that's fantastic. But what you have to recognize is the Bucks, a team that typically gets to the charity stripe a lot, they only went 14 of 17 from the free throw line last game. The Celtics had double the attempts. They had 34 attempts at the free throw line, knocked down 28 of them. Huge difference there, yet Milwaukee still found a way to win. Furthermore, Milwaukee, they out-rebounded Boston 53-47. to Oh, remember, now Boston's also missing a big guy, Robert Williams. Points in the paint, Milwaukee outdid them 52-32. to Also missing another big guy to potentially limit that in Robert Williams. Look, all I'm saying is I think the advantage still lies with the Bucs. I don't know if I'm gonna end up playing it. I might wait to in-game it, but the strong lean would be with the Bucs tonight. And if you're looking at any of these series prices, there is still some value here. I still have confidence that the Bucs are gonna pull this thing out. I just really don't believe in the Celtics squad. That's just me. I haven't believed in them really since the whole tenure of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I think the Bucs are still just a top team in this league, even without Chris Middleton, and that they'll find a way to win this series. But they gotta win this game tonight. This one, in my opinion, is arguably, and it seems kind of crazy to say, but it seems almost as important to Milwaukee as it would be to Boston, despite Milwaukee being up 2-1. to one. Because I don't really have too much faith in the Bucks going back uh, to Boston and winning the next game. I, I think the Celtics will take care of business there. Maybe not as much as they did in Game 2, but enough to win the game. So if you're Milwaukee, you can't come back then for Game 6, down three to two. So I like the Bucks in this game. I think they figure it out. And I think they figure it out for those uh for this series. But that's where the updated price is now. By the way, the total opened 209 and a half. Now it's up to two thirteen and a half. So a lot of steam going toward the over right now is what we're seeing at Bat Rivers. Later game tonight, nine PM central time tip. Golden State laying nine and the hook against this Memphis team. Totals at about 222 and a half. Look, we know John Morant, we are not expecting him to play in this game. We talked about it last Friday, I guess it was, leading into Saturday when that game three, the spread was what, like seven, seven and a half? I said, well, I don't want to lay that high of a spread. I really rarely lay that high of a spread, even during the regular season. That Memphis, to me, was still a good enough team that at some point, like many basketball games, which we know is a game of runs, they would make it close or get out to a big lead, and I would live back Golden State. That's exactly what happened. In the first quarter, they had, like, what, a 14-point lead? And I was able to get Golden State minus 120 on the money line to win that game. They won by 30. Now, I'm not saying the same thing's going to happen, but if you're looking to attack Golden State, yet you don't want to lay near double digits, maybe you do that same philosophy but with John Morant out you may not get as good of a bang for your buck even if the Grizzlies do get out to an early lead so it may not be as attractive as it was in game three but something to keep your eye out for but let's look at this series price too now that we know of the injury status for the most part of John Morant and what happened in game three Golden State is minus 1,000 to win this series Memphis is plus 620. Now if you recall Before Game 2, I believe it was, or maybe after, um, we took Golden State on the series spread minus 1.5 at minus 125, meaning that Golden State would have to win in five or six games to cover the series spread. And this betting odds or these betting odds really had a big discrepancy throughout all the outlets in Illinois. It was as high as minus 180 and low as minus 125, which we snagged. So, again, make it available to you as a better. But I thought that was a really good angle because there was no shot in my mind that Golden State was going to go back home and then lose game three after everything that occurred in game two. I mean, as poorly as Golden State played, they still barely lost that game. And now as of this point, you know, if you want to lay the one and a half on the spread for the series, it's minus 435. Because of the news with John Morant, because you saw how much that the Warriors dismantled the Grizzlies in game three. Total games played in this series, the numbers six and a half, the overs plus 340. The under six and a hook is minus five dollars. If you want to bet the correct score, if you think Golden State wins the remaining games, it's plus 110. If you think the Warriors win in six, it's plus 160. If you believe this series goes to seven games and Golden State wins, it's 7-1. Memphis to win in seven is plus 750. Memphis to win in six is 22-1. to one. But we're sitting pretty fine with our series spread, minus 1.5 in favor of the Warriors, minus 125. They'll find a way to win tonight. It's just by how much. I'm not going to be touching the spread, but like I said, probably we'll have some patience and wait to see if once again you get a better in-game opportunity. But the two plays that I am rolling with tonight before we head out, just to recap what we had at the beginning of rush hour, we got two in baseball. We're fading the Cubbies tonight, going with the Padres Laid minus a buck, 59 on the money line with this Padres team that's been doing really well as of late. is quite on the opposite trajectory, so we're rooting for the Padres this evening. I know it kills me as a dire Cubs fan, but we're looking to make some money on the show, so we are betting the Padres. And then speaking of Chicago baseball teams... We're attacking now before the line moves. The White Sox to win the AL Central. Minus 110, still a solid number you can get right now at Bet Rivers before the White Sox start going on cruise control and take over the AL Central. So that's what we got going tonight. Best of luck if you tail with any of our plays. Whatever you are wagering this evening, enjoy the slate. We've got hockey, we've got basketball, we've got baseball, and we love it. We'll continue to cover it tomorrow here on Rush Hour. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, take care again hopefully you cash some tickets we'll keep up those series updates tomorrow we'll talk to you then